Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. others, even as his heart was broken by the betrayal of friends, when he was imprisoned and beaten and insulted and blindfolded, when he was unceremoniously dumped in front of Pilate for a sham trial, fed by a web of lies and a court of hypocrites, when he was falsely accused of heresy by poisonous serpents masquerading as religious leaders, When he was treated with contempt by soldiers, mocked and scorned for his dignity, it should have been me. When he stood in front of the crowd, stirred into a frenzy by the bitter actions of jealous men who rose up with one violent sound, when hundreds of voices screamed, crucify him, and released the murderer in place of a victim, the sinner instead of the sinless, it should have been me. When he stumbled under the weight of the 50-kilogram crucifix beam on his back, and the soldiers dragged it off his bleeding body, forcing its weight on a watching man, as for a moment I forgot who was truly innocent here. When the women following him wept and mourned, even before his death, it should have been me. When they held him to the boards, hammering thick iron nails dispassionately through his wrists and through the arches of his feet, when he felt the agony of every moment as his body tore, cramped, fatigued, when every breath drew pain, either shooting up from his feet as he rose up to inhale or from his arms and lungs as he shakily exhaled, when carbon dioxide built up in his lungs and bloodstream until his body could no longer function, it should have been me. When soldiers gambled for his clothes and sarcastically offered him bitter wine to drink, when they nailed a sign above his head and his destiny became a mockery. When darkness bathed the land and the sun hid his face in shame. When in waves of pain, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When the weight of sin bore him down to death and beyond death. When he called out to the Father, into your hands I commend my spirit and raggedly exhaled for the final time. It should have been me. And it should have been you. See, everything we read about the death of Jesus feels kind of wrong. The the falsehood of the accusations, his choice not to offer self-defense, the decision to release a known murderer instead of him, the way he forgave that criminal up on the cross, even as he himself was crucified. But ultimately, the most wrong thing of all is that God died. Just think about that sentence. God died. And then to add something even stranger, God died so that you might live. God died so that you might live. We've been journeying together in a series called The Road to Redemption It's been a time to be immersed in the gospel of Luke and hear the story of Jesus of Nazareth, known as the Christ. 
It is a road because it has led somewhere. It has led here. It has led you here. On a hill called Calvary around 30 AD, Jesus the Messiah was crucified. He was murdered by the governing authorities who saw in him a threat to their power. And last Sunday, we looked at how Jesus came as an unlikely king, entering his kingdom on Palm Sunday. But we also mentioned these other roles he fulfills. He's not just the ultimate king, he's the ultimate prophet. He's not just the ultimate prophet, he's the ultimate priest. Now, the role of a priest is to represent God to the people and the people to God through acts of holiness and sacrifice. If you've ever wondered why priests, present company excluded, often dress up in robes and stoles around their neck and they stand out, that's why they are meant to be separated from the people. A priest holds a sense of responsibility to God and to the people. And some of the famous priests of Israel, like Aaron or Samuel, were known for the way they had favor from God and were set apart in holiness from the people. Now, favor, that sounds great, but there's a catch. In order to have that blessing of favor from God, the chief priest, the high priest, had the responsibility of being holy enough to come into the presence of God. Now, that was a dangerous thing. Priests had died being struck down by God for coming into his holy presence without having been purified from sin. Sin, that word sin, even the sound of it, it's, it's incisive. It's like a chef's knife delicately slicing open our skin. It's unpopular. Sin, it feels like a curse word. If it feels like a curse word, it's because it is. The very word is a curse. That's how sin operates. Sin is a toxic and noxious poison. It corrupts the fabric of our world one rebellion at a time. And if you feel uncomfortable when we talk about sin, it may be because you are beginning to sense the weight of it. Sin has a weight. It is an offense against God, yes, but it's also a wound to the human soul. It doesn't just grieve God when you sin, it hurts you. Violence hurts the perpetrator as well as the victim. Something had to bring healing to that. Otherwise, the weight it carried would crush our spirits. So the priests, they had to offer this sacrifice in the most holy place once every year. It was a constant cycle of sacrifice year after year after year, which basically operated like a band-aid on the gaping wound of sin. It was never going to be a lasting solution, but they needed something. And without it, they faced the anger and judgment of God. So it wasn't going to work. But we do still need a high priest. We need somebody to stand in the gap between us and God. Somebody to take responsibility for sin because sin is bigger than us. Not so that we ignore the presence of sin in our lives. That's not why we need the responsibility. But because we cannot bear the weight of God's anger and the crush of sin upon us. It is too much for us to bear. We heard it in the narrative I told earlier. Sin is heavy. Unfortunately, no priest is holy enough to do that. The only one holy enough to take the full weight of the anger of God is God. Only God can withstand God. But on the other hand, we need a priest who is like us, uh, we, we, who understands us, who has been with us in the human experience. We need a human because a human is the only one who can live a perfect human life. So we need a perfect human somebody who is sinless, but we need God himself. It's almost like we need God with skin on. 
It's almost like we need God made incarnate among us. See, Jesus, friends, is the ultimate high priest. He redeems us from sin, and that means he buys us back. Like the high priest did for the ancient Jews, but in a way that only God could do. That is once and for all. And this is why the book of Hebrews tells us that we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. The high priest fully understands what it means to be human. On the cross, when Jesus was crucified, he didn't just bring a sacrifice into the most holy place. He was the sacrifice. Jesus himself was the sacrifice. And that's why in Genesis, in the story of Abraham and Isaac, as they go up the mountain to have a sacrifice, and Isaac asked the fatal question to his father, where is the lamb for the offering? Great question, Isaac. And Abraham replies, God himself will provide the lamb for the offering. God provides the sacrifice to himself. Abraham's son goes free. And on the cross, God himself was to sacrifice so that we might go free. It should have been me up on that cross. I am the sinner. I am the one who deliberately rebels against God. It should have been me. It should have been you. It should have been every sinful person, but it could only have been Jesus. Jesus paid it all on our behalf. Our great redeeming high priest, he took upon himself the sin and pain of the world. He took death so he could offer life. Friends, you're here on Good Friday. It is a heavy gray cloud. We wait, we sit, we pause, we examine the grief and the pain. And it's a heavy gray cloud, but it has the most silver of linings. As you look upon the cross behind me or in your mind, I don't want to shield you from the sobering truth that it should have been you. Jesus was not the sinner. You are. I am. It should have been us. You and I should have hung upon the cross. You and I have sinned against God in a hundred billion tiny rebellions. And God's holiness demands a response of holiness. Here's the thing. The gap between holiness and sin must be healed. God has wrath against sin because sin is evil. God's anger isn't blind. God's anger isn't meaningless or unreasonable. It's that sin is evil. It is tearing apart the fabric of the design of goodness and wholeness that God has for the world. And when we turn to sin, we rip it apart again. Sin is a crime against life. And God, being a just God, must issue a punishment for the crime of sin. A just God must give judgment. But God's mercy is greater and more beautiful than his judgment. His anger at last for a moment. But his favor, his mercy, his love lasts for a lifetime. That is the goodness and grace of God. See, Jesus came to do what you couldn't and what I couldn't, to save you from your sin. By his stripes, we are healed. God loves you deeply, friends. He loves you so much, he came to live as you. He came to experience 
everything we experience, every part of the human condition, the temptation, the pain, the isolation, the trauma, the stress. That song, While We Wait, speaks to the human condition that God didn't just impose, He experienced. And He experienced it in all its fullness upon the cross. Every element of guilt, every element of shame, every pain from your past, every burden you have ever felt, God took that on himself and was crucified like a common criminal so that you wouldn't have to. He embraced death so that you could discover life. God loves you that much. The width of the arms of Christ crucified on the cross. It should have been me, but it could only have been Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We would love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to financially support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.